Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, December 12th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Page Dow Show, episode 13, hosted by Epic Dylan, Riona Morgan, and CD Vagabond. Let's take a listen. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. It's nice to be here with you guys. This is so great. Yeah, it's good hey. to hear your voice, Riona. How are you? GM, you guys. GMCD. Hello, hello. I am so great. I got Twitter back and I'm trying to catch up and there's so many amazing things going on. So it's amazing. Jim, Jim. Jim, easy. Jim, easy. Feels like forever. Just missing like a week from being in Miami. Right on. Well, uh, Shall we all go around and introduce ourselves? Um, I believe the space here is being recorded. Um, so, so we've got a number of different things to discuss today. And Robbie's our special guest. So uh, what do you think, Riona? Is it time? It is time. It is time. So how about you jump in and tell us about yourself? Cool. Um, everybody, I'm, I'm Epic Dillon. And basically, I'm one of the founders of the PageDAO. I'm happy to announce that, that Robbie, my co-founder, another founder of the PageDAO, is here with us today. He has a new project called uh, Monstars that he's launched. And so this is really, really cool. And we, we totally want to hear all about it. So we've invited him to the show with us. Um, it, it's been a joy to me to work with Robbie. And, and today, I, I actually want to just go ahead and pass the mic directly over to him and get him in the rotation and then get back to CD, Riona, and Easy after that. Well, it looks like Robbie has requested. So I'll go ahead and jump in and say, hey, I'm CD. Christopher Domitio stands for Compact Disc, something like that. Uh, I'm the publisher and founder of Vagabond Magazine and one of your favorite. NFT publications. Uh, there's not a lot to choose from, so choose Vagabond. Uh, I'm also a writer, and lately I have just been writing, 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 and getting things compiled and ready and, and submitted and, and things like that. It's been nonstop grind for me at this period, but there's lots of exciting things going on. Let's hear from Riona very quickly. Introduce yourself, my friend, and then let's get to our special guest today, Indefatigable. Yay, I am so excited for our special guest today. This is so exciting. So me, me uh, Rihanna Morgan, I'm a Web3 author, transitioned fully from Web2. Uh, my Web3 work is published with Vagabond Magazine, uh, Riedel, Soul Type. Um, in Web2, my work is housed with Simon & Schuster. I'm a romantic suspense novelist. I'm also a practicing lawyer and former English teacher professor. 
So, um, yeah, and I have new Web3 work coming in January 2023 with Book Vaults. So it's very exciting out there. I'll jump in for a sec. Easy and Crypto here. Everybody calls me Easy. Uh, been with PageDAO from the start. I'm basically just your average NFT aholic metaverse native. Um, just super stoked to see the movement we've been having recently in the literary space. And I'll probably share some later from a couple of great poetry events I was able to attend and connect with people uh, over in Miami. I'm super hyped to hear what Indy's been up to, though. So passing it on. Hi, everybody. Oh, man, it's so good to be in space with all of you. Um, I am super excited to be on and talking about my silly little holiday collection of naughty monsters. Um, and also really excited about the space. When we started, there were like one kind of halfway competitor. And now we have like many competitors. And so it kind of feels like my life um in that, in that you're always outclassed and outgunned but like somehow you make it through but i i really 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 love um to see the vibrance in the space and if our goal was to keep get books on chain you know we were part of a major major pivot in history to make literary nfts a thing uh which is really cool um i remember a couple of weeks ago i was in a meeting with uh the the y dot at people they were looking at building a little communal profile system where people could get together based on where they uh their collections and a lot of people are moving in that direction toward community building based on nfts and i was like it felt really good to be in the room and demand that interactive literary based nfts have their place as well along the profile pictures anyway that's neither here nor there no one's here to hear me rant about interactive nfts and standards but um so oh, oh contraire uh, we're here we're here to hear you rant about interactive <laughs> nfts and standards my friends so please <laughs> don't hold back yeah so speaking of standards this this new collection i minted it was actually like a proof of concept for of a couple of things um one could i make a full-fledged interactive 3d environment that exists on ipfs as like a standalone nft and runs forever without any external dependencies and the answer is yes uh these cool little 3d snow globes are like rendered in real time in the browser or what have you um and on mint time it renders an image of it for you but i was thinking about it even though there's snow globes with cute little monsters in it i was thinking about you know what ar books look like what vr books look like and if i could build a monster in a snow globe why couldn't i build a book that you could project on the table in front of you and flip the pages and interact with so Anyway, this is this it is they are adorable. They're naughty monsters. I love them to death. I kept like as I was creating them and my wife was over my shoulder, she's like, "Oh no, you need to have the snow move. Oh no. You need to be able to shake the globe." I was like, "Babe, I got to code that." <laughs> anyway, no one wants to hear about my relationship problems. Any but really Oh, contraire, my friend. We do. <laughs> uh yeah my my wife is really the silent partner in all of my endeavors um and 
probably the reason for most of my success. Um, but so the cool thing is that Naughty Monsters are built with 3JS, but I think they have the feel of a thing you want to hold and share. And I think that's one of the things I really wanted to capture was like, not to get too heady, but I, I didn't grow up celebrating Christmas. I grew up in a weird like Christian sect that like didn't believe in Christmas. If you can imagine that. And I'm, I'm not going to get all sob story on you. Right. But like as a kid, I had a VHS tape of home alone with Macaulay Culkin and like booby traps and uh invaders who come in his house and he like does all these cool things and kind of takes care of himself and like i guess weirdly as a kid i was always like christmas and the holidays they do kind of have a special vibe that was extra special for me because i wasn't able to be a part of it and um i think a lot of people when you're in it you take it for granted, you know, you go down to go see what's under the tree, you go see what someone's got you, you expect lots of stuff or a little stuff, depending on your, your, your family's wealth. But like, essentially it's a thing that's provided for you all the time, but like not having it. And when I started like celebrating Christmas and, and the holidays in general, I realized how bad I was at gift giving number one. Um, and how good my wife is like literally has brought me to tears with gifts. Um, the people who are best at it really understand listening to people and um, the power of seeing somebody and giving them a thing. And I was like, when did the NFT space become all about what I can get and less about what I can give? Like literally a transfer costs nothing, but now we're looking at transfers as all spam when like it, you know, every once in a while Dylan will drop, uh, a a paper it'll be like abstract about psychology or something crazy and I'm like oh man I have to go in my OpenSea hidden folder it's like a whole tech project now for me to pull, pull it out but still I kind of get that holiday spirit feeling like I got this thing it's not going away it's a representation of this person's thought work and effort and they thought to send it to me and I think I feel like I think I was hoping by building these little cute, little ridiculous, adorable monsters um, with hand curated backgrounds and all this crazy stuff. I love them. But I think I was hoping that less than just like the item itself, I was hoping for a little bit of that spirit of, of giving like, Oh, I like this one. It's cute. It made me think of you. Or I thought you would like it um, kind of thing to happen. And that may be, a far-fetched dream, but I'm still hoping. No, 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 Robbie, I really I jump in here. I got to tell you, man, like, no, I love that aspect of it. I love that you made them cheap enough to do that. I mean, my, the, the hard part I have with it is finding people that I, um, that have Tezos wallets who I'm connected with. That's really the hard part, but I think I'm going to set up a Tezos wallet for my daughter uh, this Christmas. We all have a tradition of me giving her NFTs for holidays, which is pretty fun. Um, and she's definitely going to get one of my monsters. Um, I've got one picked out that's going to go to her, but I have to introduce her to Tezos, which is, you know, how much, how much, how many blockchains can an 11 year old girl be on? Well, she's already on four. So I guess five is going to be okay. Well, 
it's cool. They're kind of combined in at least in the rareable interface, right? So it it has this really cool chain unifying API. So your Tezos NFTs show up there, and like your whatever other chains. Anyway, the point is, um, I'm also giving some out today. I think I just minted a couple of them. So DM me your your Tezos address. Tell me why it's fun to give and receive uh and uh i'll drop you a i'll drop you a naughty monster for for the people who are on here i i i also secretly you know there's twenty five thousand. there are like up to like a million variations of the things but obviously they're more they're worth more when they're rare so the people in this space are the only people who know that come december 25th all the outstanding supply will be burned and the ones that exist are the only ones that will exist. And so there's also um, on Tezos, you can set up secondary royalty splits that go to the minter. So I, I set it up as 50, 50. So secondary royalties go half to the person who minted and half to me. So that's like a really kind of cool. And then uh, I used a lot of open Wait source, uh, royalty really free. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I figured. Yeah, I I, listen, like, yeah, royalties. Royalties are are funny. They work different on different platforms, and and um, you know, FX Hash has a really cool contract that allows you to set royalty splits on the front and royalty splits on the back. Um, so it. I was like, hey, it would be really cool if people, when they, when they sold and it got resold, they could get, you know, secondary royalties off of them, you know? Like, I don't know if it's going to be popular. I don't know. But it's cool. That's the point. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, and, yeah, so I plan on doing a big burn. And, you know, there may be, like, a hundred of these out there. And they all will be unique and beautiful. and have been gifted and sent around. And I, I just, the idea of that really fills me with joy. Um, and hopefully other people too. Uh, anyway, I'm so excited to be here talking about this. It's so exciting. It's great to hear, man. So it sounds like a, a really well thought out, um, sort, sort of very interesting, uh, kind of supply constraint there. Um, have, have you seen other projects that have done that type of thing? Uh, did, did you come up with that on your own? Like, uh, that's a really interesting idea. Yeah, could you see that, uh, you know, being a thing that, uh, you know, people would be interested in with something like books, too? Because, you know, at some point, like, the the thing is that, well, you know, you, you want to terminate the first edition and maybe maybe the author is updated. And so now it's time for a second edition or something. So it's a really interesting concept. Well, yeah, Dylan, I, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of the mechanic to on either side on we've been experimenting and looking at so many things uh looking at like i don't know whether we've called it page dow 2.0 or whatever like but for future versions of the concept we've really been looking at how to link incentives across the whole spectrum of readers to curators to writers um and and publishers so i i look at like every nft project that i do is kind of like a a test case and we're all still learning about how the market works and how it moves and 
rather than be surprised or think we can plan ahead, I think it's much more important. One of our early major competitors was like, it's all about the signals um, in a meeting before they reamed us. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> we learned a lot from, from that uh, interaction. But uh, my, basically, listening to my wife is is how these ideas come come to play. She's like, people want to send holiday e-cards to their friends, but no one has Tezos. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know. So now I got to figure out a system where people can, like, record messages and make the little monsters do stuff. And, like, I've been playing a lot with ease of use kind of things. Uh, and then fun secondarily is... I've been looking at books as generative objects uh, because it kind of it's kind of lame that we have the capability to have a unique book cover. Like, there's no reason why like a book couldn't be distinctive to me, and it's the one I own. And um, like, lots of people launch collections, and having like you pop open OpenSea and you see like all the same cover on the thing, it's kind of really kind of bland. Uh, it's so cool to think that you could have generative covers with like inherent rarity on a book, maybe with extra perks, maybe with whatever. And that adds a lot of excitement to wanting to mint this digital object. Um, there's also like really lots of cool innovation in the space around uh, experiences. I'm watching like the 402 and I'm just thinking about like what we can build on the back end to help integrate books into all of these things especially audiobooks so that's why there's a music component in here i just wanted to test out some of the <laughs> how to play music inside a 3d interactive nft anyway uh lots of different stuff is at work under the hood but like in the front it just looks like a cool thing you can rotate and play with um and it, yeah and it's, it just it's I... so much value such a cool experiment yeah go ahead Rian. sorry Oh, no, no. I just wanted to say um, I was like tearing up at how um, invested you are in this and how passionate you are about this. And, and I don't know anything about how to buy one of these or mint one of these, but I'm going to. I'm super excited about this. <laughs> this sounds so great. And I love the the connection that you're feeling with your past and your future and your family and how beautiful all of that is. So I can't wait. Yay. I'm so excited. I got to talk about it. Really. Um, the blockchain proliferation is less explosive than it was uh, a year ago when it looked like we didn't even know if ETH was going to survive, Dylan, I remember we were like, oh, we got to jump ship um, and think about moving off. Gas prices were through the roof. You couldn't get a transaction through. Like, literally, you just couldn't do anything on ETH unless you were like a bajillionaire. And one of the things when we uh, first moved to Polygon is we were like, well, we need faster transactions and we want people to be using and trading and selling and being able to transact. Um, and it's also why we looked at Cosmos in the beginning um and then we had all these other chains pop up and it's like wait how do you decide what chain to build so i courted tezos for a very very long time i mean without even setting up a wallet i would scout out the nfts there i scouted out the communities and i was like really like i feel like easy was on to tezos before me and like 
also probably just dabbled his feet over there. And I, but I was like, the one thing I noticed about the Tezos community was that there was a lot more artist to artist exchange happening. You could see it on Twitter and you could see it in the, in the transactions on chain. And I was like, this is the kind of flow. Maybe they're not finding like the broad audience and like a big collector audience. It also isn't like a big PFP type um, energy there. It's much more like, you know, I'm making weird art or derivative art or uh, art with story. Um, And so, but I'm also not trying to put it up on foundation and pretend like it's like heady, you know, belongs in a gallery or in the freaking Louvre or something. It's just me telling a story from where I am. Uh, and so like, I think the ethos kind of won me over and I've been wanting to do a project there for a while to set up a Tezos wallet is pretty easy. I use the temple wallet. Um, but obviously D Y O R on this. Um, I've tried many, uh, different wallets. Temple seems to be the best for me. Um, and I found that anyone who's used, uh, MetaMask and Ethereum, uh, EVM based chains knows that browsing on your phone or on another device and signing with your wallet, either using wallet connect or something like that, it can be very error prone. Like sometimes it'll connect, it'll connect and then it won't connect. And then you like trying to authorize it. So it's really hard. I found that the, um, mobile wallet experience on Tezos, you specifically using the temple wallet has been pretty easy. And I love, um, going to something on my computer with the browser and then just hitting the the sign on my phone is pretty easy. Anyway, I'm not here to shield te- Tezos. Tezos hey, is just another chain. Have, have you got iPhone or Android? What, what kind of phone are we talking here? Temple's available on both iPhone and Android. But okay, cool. Did Apple just like kibosh Temple? I thought I tried to go in and like maybe update or something the other day, or maybe I hadn't gotten the mobile. I use Temple as well. Um, usually I just go on my laptop uh when i'm you know doing those kind of things um but i do kind of recall i was like oh i I need to get my mobile set up for temple Uh, i'll have to i don't know it was a few weeks ago it's been a crazy last few weeks but i do love tezos uh you know the community over there to me it feels a bit like the early days um of ethereum just the early days of nfts a lot of um experimentation a lot of just kind of sending art around, like you were mentioning, indie gifting stuff, putting stuff up that's super affordable just to just to play and have a good time and share and experiment. And uh, these are freaking awesome. I just minted up a super dope little bunny. Um, absolutely loving what you're what you're putting together here. Uh, the other thing about thanks, easy. The the other thing about Tezos is that it has native support for minting PDFs. And so as an on-chain literature lover, um, it has a couple of platforms that are designed specifically for literature. Uh, typed.art is one of them, and um, the native PDF making is also really good. So like, if you look at the top sales on their art magazines, for example, uh, you'll find like some really incredible art magazines that are all on chain PDFs. Um, they're not as cool and interactive as, as the readme viewer, uh, but, or any of our competitors with their dead web 
to style forwarding to web pages. I'm shooting at all the other, I'm shooting hard at all these other lame ass non on chain. Um, like if what happens when their site goes down, what happens? What happens? All right. All right. Releasing my inner Grinch. Um, anyway, the, the cool thing is that there is a really cool literary movement over there. And, um, they, there's just beautiful, beautiful art making. Um, yeah. Well, and uh, I had also, and it just popped back into my head when you were talking about being able to do like generative covers or something like that. I think that is such a, a cool and interesting uh, thing to move forward on. Uh, it reminded me, I got a physical book actually from Stella Bell. It was like, I, I won it through answering a question on a on a live stream way back in the day, Josie behind the art, and she sent me it, but she totally customized it. So it's like a one of one, like painted around, you know, the edge and it like done like some doodles and notes on the inside cover. And it just makes it so much like it's 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 yours, you know, it's like your version. So I think that is a really, really cool thing to be able to uh, work on pushing forward too. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited about it. Um, the, there's, there's still a bunch of gaps aside from just what the tokens are themselves. There's like, uh, how we find things. So none of the platforms have created the ooh-la-la of books. Uh, ooh-la-la is a, and it, music nft aggregator that lets you make your own playlist many people here are probably well versed in it but i was telling dylan i was like we need the ooh la la of books he's like we should make people you know put a little thing in their contracts and do the standard i was like dylan we absolutely can't enforce that people change their contracts to support us we just gotta work around <laughs> we gotta work around them um but it's really there's a lot of talk Today, I was watching Louis C. go on and on about people not knowing how their content is stored when they mint objects, even still, you know, two years on into the wild NFT movement. Um, and so the, the other room for innovation is around uh, DRM, which is something that uh, we debate all the time at PageDAO. Should people have access to all the aspects of the content um, without paying for it? Uh, should books be free to read? Uh, should part of it be free to read? Should should it be free to read? And then you have extra perks that go on top of it, all of those things. So I think we're experimenting with some of those capabilities, especially using the cryptographic properties of uh, operating on chain and those things balanced against the ease of use. So I think the goal though for the next iteration is making it as easy and transparent for a web two user as sent pages are, for example, using like a magic link for sign up and a custodial kind of interface to start. And then people can become as much of a power user as they want. But literally I'm thinking like, how would I send this in a holiday card to a friend who does his no web three knowledge whatsoever and what does onboarding look like in 2023 um that's the kind of thing that i'm thinking of i can't wait to see that easy and and actually like you have said so many things already in this in the show that have blown my mind you know among them the fact that tezos offers pdf minting capability that's a huge one the generative covers that easy mentioned is another one 
Uh, you know, I love Tezos, but the, the hard part with Tezos, as you mentioned, has always been onboarding people to it um, because it's very niche. Um, but I want to talk about Naughty Monsters a little bit more. Can you talk a little bit about like the characters that you created and the inspiration behind them? I mean, I got I got one that's nice and that is a San Francisco background. I absolutely love it. And um, and I've seen a few others that I was like, oh, that's so good. I think Cryptoversals was like super cute. And uh, yeah, maybe you could just talk about the characters that you created and the um, and also the 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 motivation behind them, if you don't mind. No, not a problem. Th- thanks for that great question. I, I see Spherical Art is in the room. I got to make a massive shout out to Spherical Art, who first put me on to equirectangular images, which he used in his early, beautifully innovative, uh, mind-warping art. Um, heads wrapped inside spherical geometry literally it's in the name uh, and so working on a project with spherical art we we did built the first one of the first on-chain equirectangular viewers there's some that are like animated and a lot of times in uh writing and art we talk about place as a character and you know again shout out to my wife as we were sitting and talking going through there really aren't that many equirectangular images about a year ago i started uh taking photos using google streets and kind of documenting our lives like places we would go um because i was like why don't why don't i get this in a panorama and i was like wait why don't i get this in a 3d panorama and then i could go back and feel like i was there at any point so i had a huge collection of like uh 3d panoramas that i took but the goal for this project, and there are only 22 uh, real-world backgrounds in the collection. There are 44 uh, pattern backgrounds. Uh, the real-world places, the idea is that you can bring the holiday spirit wherever you are. Because I know sometimes if you're like far away from home, or you're in like Miami, and there is no white Christmas, and like uh, there are many, many times in my life that I have felt distant from those feelings of home and community and i think the idea was that this globe which is like a container for what is technically a naughty monster um they might find you where you are and hopefully people would see themselves as possibly being in places like that and possibly um recognizing the monster (laughs) the cuteness of the monster itself but also it's like you know it's possibility um and i know i'm I'm getting grandiose about what is essentially a uh, a lot of um instant choices um but a lot of people talk about an artist's pathway as simply just choosing um what to do next and where to go next. Uh, The monsters themselves were designed by a beautiful 3D artist named Quaternius. And uh, Quaternius does free models. Uh, If you you look for 3D models on the web, uh, there are tons of places that'll charge you uh, five, 10 bucks. But Quaternius launches models to um, give away for free to help programmers have access to quality assets and... These are distributed through a site called poly.pizza, which is 
it started as a clone of Google Poly, which was a free uh, place where people could upload their low poly 3D models. And then Google squashed it just like all the other things that Google has squashed. Google is also taking away Google Street View. The app is going to no longer allow anyone to take uh, 3D panoramic stitched photos. And so this whole this whole kind of um, undertone to this project is it's a kind of homage to people who have made alternative ways of keeping free and high quality um, user generated and open um, materials out there for people to use and build uh, in a DIY open atmosphere. I, all of that is subtext and I don't know how much of that comes through the thing, obviously, but it it very much made me happy to think that you know if the collection did well i could i already donated to poly.pizza because the guy spent hours and hours and hours building a version of what a giant megalithic corporation built um but uh i would love to be able to give him back a little bit more of the proceeds as well especially to the to the artists who created the models and i'm happy to talk about their stuff big shout out to spherical art shout out to poly.pizza Hey man, um, that all sounds really impressive. Um, I, I have another simple little question for you. How, how hard has it been in terms of you know deving this? Because that is uh, one of the things that you do so so very well, and, and everybody looks up to you uh, because you're a strong dev and, and you make cool stuff. Um, with your skill set and background and experience and everything, how uh, how difficult would you would you rate the experience of uh, coming into Tezos? It sounds like getting a wallet should be fairly easy. I'm getting ready to do that for the first time, and then I will be minting some of these bad boys and kind of going through and just having a uh, having a look at the project and, and scoping it out. And and so so yeah, this is just kind of like how my brain works and what I'm curious about. Uh, it's a really good question. I hope I'm not boring anyone. Thumbs up if I'm like boring the crap out of you, because like we're about to go down the dev rabbit hole, and that can be whoa. Um, and thank you to all our listeners <laughs> for hopping on this space. Oh my god. Okay. Um, I don't know, Dylan. Like, I kind of look at dev work from an artist lens. Like, I am not. A qualified developer at all by any time i have no certifications i've been programming since i was eight in my brooklyn home on a tandy trs 80 i the computer is like a paintbrush in my hand i guess like and it feels like a fugue state when we're developing so Shout out to my wife who like let me sit on the other couch while she watched the Great British Baking Show and uh, it let me be zoned in on the computer. And it took like a week to get the basic um, snow working. <laughs> it's remarkably difficult to make semi-realistic uh, programming programmatically generated snow land and then i was initially looking at launching this on cosmos because we were interested in uh, getting paged out books on either stargaze or one of the other nft chains over there and so i worked uh very closely with one of the devs who was building a site similar to fx hash on cosmos that allows people to kind of upload a project and then it handles the 
contract and stuff. And that basically crashed every time I uploaded my project. And I wasn't sure whether it was my project that was the problem or whether it was the platform or whether it was the chain or whether it was their test net. It was basically roadblock after roadblock. And um, uh, the core piece of the component, uh, if you go, it's built on 3JS. There are tons of examples. Um, the cool things with shaders and GTLF models, which are like nice shareable 3D files, all of those, all of that code is out there. So it was kind of like just weaving things together and hoping that they work. And when they don't work, kind of like yelling loudly so to alarm my wife and then having her look over at me with a like sad and concerned face. And then I dive back in. But yeah, uh, I wish it wasn't as much trial and error as it was. Uh, but that's the nature of the way I dev, I guess, um, mostly yelling at the computer a lot um hey i can so relate to that man <laughs> yeah like what the oh my god why what is even happening now um yeah uh could, there was a i i had intended for an ar component but uh web ar is also a really interesting thing like uh phone manufacturers have gotten on the thing and the standards are really fuzzy and like I could get it to work sometimes. I couldn't get it to work on the computer because the computer is like, I don't know AR. I don't understand. I'm like, you have a camera, you have a browser, do it. But it like, whatever. Anyway. Um, and, and I guess the final piece is I had built it to use the generative functionality. It uses something called a pseudo random number generator, a PRNG. And this is really, really cool code. It means that if I pass the same hash into uh, the app, it'll generate the same properties so that you know you're getting deterministic random number, pseudo random number outputs. And that's how the properties are determined based on the hash that happens on Mint. Um, but breaking apart the pseudo random number generator to make uh unique combinations was a sort of a, a a weird trick and then porting that over to tezos required a little bit of magic trickery somehow it, it happened anyway i'm so excited people might be checking these out i don't even know how to handle myself right now um it, it's so nice when like a labor of love meets the world i'm really grateful you're doing great, man. You're handling yourself great. And it's super interesting to hear all these aspects. You know, I, I have to say, I think one of the reasons why my marriage fell apart was because my wife always insisted on responding to me yelling at the computer. And I was like, no, just don't get involved. This isn't your fight. Um, <laughs> but what can you do? So anyway, um, I, I love these. Um, Andy, they're, they're really cool. The idea behind them is cool. And, you know, the, um, the emotions behind them are cool in terms of the um, decentralization, in terms of the, you know, giving credit and um, using the work of devs who are basically like have the right ethos about this space, fighting the walled gardens that are like constantly making, making things more difficult for us. Plus, they're just cute and fun and nice. 
And uh, the world needs a little bit more of that. Um, I did have another question for you, though, about them. Oh, have you started to write any sort of stories or things like that? I did see a little bit that you that you generated for them. But have you had any other people like bring stories or writing that kind of stuff to them? I think that's a really good idea, CD. I did try. I So I, everybody, the world went crazy last week with the open AI chatbot. And I... I was working on another book project for a friend who was writing a uh, kind of like personal growth uh, workbook. And I was like, you know what? I need a little bit of text for the intro of this thing. I wonder what the AI chatbot would say, <laughs> which shoot me. I'm a dev. I get, I'm allowed to try out the goddamn AI chatbot, right? It's, it's dividing the world right now. Um, but so I ran it through and I was like, oh my God, you know, once upon a time, so and so and so, and I was like, "Oh, it's following you know the the three uh five paragraph essay model of you know presenting information kind of and wrapping it in a nice bow and I was like, "Wow, that's a you know the art of storytelling distilled by an AI um a lot is in the prompt, obviously, so I was like, "All right, what if I fed it with uh, the naughty sto- naughty monster origin story? What would it come up with?" And it came up with this incredible story that I just I can't get over how good it is. And then James Haypax, I shared it with him just to talk about like, look how good the chatbot can do as bare bones, kind of like tongue in cheek. And Jimmy records a voiceover because that's what Jimmy does, and. uh so I animated a fish uh, in a 3D environment that is now my new monsters table chat environment. Uh, and so, yeah, I would if people send me stories, I will turn it into 3D content. And because that's my goal is to make it like feel like it's by a polished studio, even though it's written, it's done by one dude in a, <laughs> in a cold room. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I. One of the interesting things, too, about the monsters is that what they represent is uh, potential. So, again, not to get too heady or lofty, but the story that the AI chatbot came up with was that, you know, these monsters, literally the AI came up with this, that the monsters were transported into globes so that they could, you know, take over after Christmas. But by being in the homes of people they actually got transformed by the love and care that was around them. And so rather than smashing out the globes on Christmas and like wreaking havoc on the world, they actually learned to like participate. And that, that honestly, that kind of matches my own trajectory in life to some degree. I was like, how does the AI know me so well? Like, you know, I totally, there are many, many points in my life where I felt like, screw the world, screw everything. People treat me like a monster, so I'm just going to be a monster. Forget it. And, you know, I thought, of, I think a story that represents this basic tension um, of, you know, the choice uh, between do I be try to be a good person, even though I'm punished for it, uh why not just be bad i feel like that's at the heart of many 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 um character arcs in in storytelling and i don't know the monsters don't really have names so it's nice when they get named i love that 
And then I, I also like the idea of, you know, do we see our reflection at all? Not, no pun intended on the fact that a snow globe is reflective, but um, do we see our reflection in someone who's misunderstood and or who's abused so much that they turn inward into a sort of monster? Um, I see it happen all the time. And, and how do we take care of that person and help them heal and still keep giving in a world that still just wants to label them and, and, and harm them? It's beautiful. Dude, I'm uh, hooked. I just minted up four. Um, I got a like little bee bat monster, which is really cool. Um, I, my mom used to call me Ezzy Bezzy the Busy Bee. Uh, so that one's kind of, you know, got some real feels for me. Um, I love how when you're dragging them, you know, you're, you're uh, checking them out, um, that the, you know, the background gets magnified um, through the globe. Like I just, these are awesome. I'm hooked. Ezzy Bezzy the Busy Bee. I'm never going <laughs> to forget that. Easy. Oh, my God. I love that so much. Hey, Indy, you mentioned that people tuning into the space might be able to win one of these or get one of these. What process? Do you want to put them through some paces? Do you want to give one away? What do you want to do? I, I, have, I have two here ready to give away. Um, I have, <laughs> let's see what I got. What do I got? What do I got? Um, I got a really cute bat one, a, a goldling, and I have a Yeti. I think the Yetis, oh, I have two Yetis to give away. I have a Yeti in a real world background, um, which is really freaking cool. Uh, and I have a Yeti in a pattern background which is also really cool i feel like the yetis are my favorite personally because like you know it's a yeti um i'm, yeah. I'm with you i i have a yeti and it is my favorite so i'm i'm gonna put myself out of this competition but i think we should do a competition what should you do to who who gets to get this how do they get one okay 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 um let's see um i think a tweet would be in order Cause like we have to, uh, engagement farm, like that's, that's de rigueur. Um, so a tweet, uh, at me and page Dow tagged, right. That's good. And then maybe, maybe a person has to get creative and say like, you know, why you're a misunderstood monster is that weird is that weird it was weird as i said it um <laughs> okay wait why you're a misunderstood monster might be might be wrong but how about um how about i'm a naughty monster because with tagging indian page dow and then uh, the first person to get one of those up wins one does that sound reasonable I love it. You're good at this, CD. You're you're much better at it than me. See, this is this is why we need to collaborate more. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. We're here to collaborate. And you're kind to say that because I don't know that it's true, but I that was still pretty good. It. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was really good. All right. So is everyone clear? So the first person to, to tag page Dow and indefatigable dot e uh, and with I'm a naughty monster because we'll win one of these amazing uh yeti naughty monsters go Woo, i'm so excited <laughs> um 
See, thank you all for having me on, by the way. This is super cool. And I know this is like Naughty Monsters and it's not literary, but I, I, as having a lot of my DNA in the, um, in the read me, read me books tech, it feels really nice to be able to kind of try out new things that may come in handy for page Dow and, and have such a warm welcome for it. It's really, really cool to my heart. Hey, Indy, it's, it's Spherical Art. I wanted to say I'm proud of you for doing this. Um, I love what you've done <laughs> with the 3D, with the interactive. It's cool. I'm as impressed as when I saw the first <clears throat> interactive 3D that you did. Oh, my God. That's like, that's like having your uncle come on and, like, and tell you that he loves you or something. <laughs> oh, my God, the feelings. I can't handle it. It's so awesome. This is your life, Indy. <laughs> no, I remember the. I remember one that blew me away was when uh, Indy was living in Brooklyn, and he he uh, he was growing vegetables in his uh, backyard uh, <laughs> at his rental, and he was uh, he he did a three D uh, he did a three D piece of art of the backyard, and and you could click on different vegetables that were growing there and find out what they were. It was inter- not only was it spinnable and interactive, but it would give you information. I thought, man, this is awesome. So uh, you did it again, Andy. It's great. Uh, and I'm, I'm uh, waiting for my mint here. I'm minting number 31. Uh, looks like I'm going to have a dancing mushroom who moves back and forth. He's like, uh, he's like, <laughs> he's like a dancing mushroom. That's what I've got. I love it so much. I can't take it. Um, uh oh. I okay, okay. Mindful Living uh, says I'm a naughty monster because the world sees my sunny side, but behind closed doors, my globe is a blizzard most days. Ooh, and it's poetic. Oh my god. Mindful Living. Yes. Yes, Mindful Living. Cryptoversal. In true cryptoversal form, says I'm a naughty monster because I used up all my tests. <laughs> I feel I feel you, cryptoversal. <laughs> Thank you all. The winner is Mindful Living and Cryptoversal. I will send you a, a, a naughty monster as well. Yay! <laughs> okay, so guys, make sure that you put your Tezos wallet address. Uh, below the tweet that you said you're a naughty monster in that way Andy knows where to send it he can get it to you um this is so awesome i've actually got tears in my eyes um which doesn't happen very often on these spaces but i just i love the vibes right now i feel like we're really embodying the christmas spirit and the holiday spirit whatever whatever traditions you follow and it's really nice to have you on here easy we should do this or indy also nice to have easy too (laughs) um we should do this more often and we should do this all together and like as we do. So please continue. Um, I guess I kind of wanted to, I know this is all about this special guest part, but maybe we can wrap that. I have want to hear more about the projects that people are dropping. Rihanna, I don't know if you want to talk more about your project, but I'm, I'm excited in everyone's projects. Um, also, I know Spherical Art has a show after this, probably, right? Or did it happen already, Spherical Art? Either way, shill your, shill your stuff so I feel less awkward. Thank you. 
it happened just before your your presentation here. Damn it. Well, you heard the oh. man, folks. So what's everybody working on? Well, I can I can jump in and and follow up. Um, I I I have my wallet already. Like I was listening to your directions, and I'm you know going through, and and so I have a temple wallet, and and now I just need to get money there so that I can <laughs> so I can buy one of these monsters. I'm so excited. Um, maybe Christmas presents for my people. Um, anyway, and so projects I'm working on, I feel like. I, I write and write all the time, and there's so many amazing places for these things to go. I'm super excited. I'm having a a piece released with Book Volts um, in January, and so that's exciting. And there's going to be artwork that goes with it, and it and it has a little nod um, to Edgar Allan Poe. And so once we get the marketing package together, um, I can start talking about it and. Um, Anyway, so I'm super excited about that. That's a big deal. And then I have a a literary NFT project that I've collaborated with some other artists on. And so that is that is on its way as well. So I'm doing lots of work. And so, yes, so exciting. So exciting. You guys are so inspirational. I just am, am blown away. So thank you for letting me share a little. Well, I'm going to jump on there next, and I'm going to say that uh, we've got something very big coming from the Vagabond Magazine Discord, the Council of IAEA, which has been working with the Holy Bidgeable, and they have managed to put together a version three, the COA version of the Holy Bidgeable, and it is most likely going to be released uh, December 21st, just in time for the winter solstice, summer solstice, if you're uh, um, down in the Southern Hemisphere. and yeah, it's really amazing. So keep your eyes open for version three of the Holy Vigible coming to you. Um, and then I want to hand it over to other people to talk about their projects. All right, I've got one uh, as well. Uh, well, I've actually got two that are new this week. Uh, for, for one thing, I'm, I'm querying. Uh, I've put together a query for a book that will hopefully be, uh, I, don't, I don't know, like a, a layperson's introduction to a complicated subject. And uh, very readable and informative and fun one at that. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I, I think that's kind of the bar we aim at with uh, philosophy books. And, you know, uh, there, there's always just room for another try out there. And we've got some material that I'm already kind of kind of happy with and, and thinking that maybe, you know, maybe something that's a little bit uh, more durable and kind of more uh, comprehensive can be kind of woven together there and then we've we've also still got the governance going at the page though uh so so we are uh you know um sprinting through a bunch of different proposals over the course of the current month um as part of that i've been kind of uh trying to really deeply evaluate and like just just get my hands dirty and figure out what is possible what is not for the page token uh it, lo it looks like maybe Maybe, I don't know, maybe people are getting squeezed out due to due to low liquidity in the bear market, or, or maybe people are not super stoked about the way that the governance has gone thus far. I'm not really sure exactly what the case is there, but, you know, we're, we're kind of taking our time and working through it, even though we are kind of staying busy and, you know, covering quite a bit of ground as a result. Um, but, but anyway, so... <laughs> Thanks, Siri. Anyway, so so yeah, j jump in the forum in the Discord hey, uh, under page down. 
Yeah, and get involved with me over there. Go for it, CD. Oh, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the governance. Uh, I'm just going to throw that out there. I think the governance is, is looking good. I think everything is coming along there. And I haven't seen anybody bring any, any of that up. I think probably what's happening is what's happening just market-wide is that people are liquidating a lot of their positions and just trying to basically like take what they can. Um, a lot of people you know, are pessimistic. I'm not pessimistic. I'm uh, really optimistic about the space in general and about projects like PageDAO in particular. So yeah, that's, that's oh, what I agreed a hundred percent, man. And then, yeah, just, just to clarify everybody, I, I do have a really strong bullish, like sort of theory on Ethereum right now. You know, it just, you know, it's one of these situations where at the end of maybe ish of, of like a really long bear cycle that just had, an unprecedented amount of uh, things blow up. And, and I mean, it's just tough going out there in Web3 land. But, you know, we, we can expect that to maybe not last forever. And, uh, you know, anyway, so, so, yeah, we can't read too much into not getting what we want in the markets right now. But at the same time, you know, hopefully we are, uh, you know, kind of getting enough feedback from our environment and, you know, kind of, kind of really being willing to ask ourselves, like, the hard questions about where we can actually go build technology. Uh, because I have been kind of chasing the cosmos for a while, and the universe has not necessarily reinforced sort of the perception that that's the right thing for me to do. So I'm trying to kind of like reevaluate that. Um, I think it's really cool to see Robbie starting to build on Tezos, and like I, I just I wonder what I could contribute on that side. But like I just I see so much opportunity in the debt of this bear market, you know. But at the same time, it's you know it's brutal out there. So. Make sure you're being uh, okay, you know, with yourselves, everybody. It's just hard for everybody right now. And hey, uh, Mindful Living had a request to come up, so I brought you up on the speech on the stage. Mindful, we've got a few minutes. Please uh, go ahead and jump on there. Hey, thanks for bringing me up. Um, yeah, I wanted to say thank you for hosting the space, and uh, it's always something that I learn every time I jump in. Um, I know a couple of the projects that I'm working on and probably something that uh, is pan market wide. Really, a lot of people are suffering from the needing money for the mission problem. Um, and I think that it's there. And I agree that uh, I'm pretty bullish on it as well. Um, just a matter of making it through the next little bit. I love that. Like succinct. Needing like... Lord knows that is literally the story of page Dow over time. And, uh, even in our personal lives, um, as we juggle alternate streams, whether we went web through full time or, or not, or like how to pay the bills and keep the lights on. And, and, um, you know, it's really nice to think that, uh, we can find ways to take care of each other and like keep moving forward again, independently of large money, which we know is basically just a rug waiting to happen. <laughs> um, in many cases, we've watched it happen over and over again in this space. Yeah. The quick money is definitely, uh, definitely not usually very healthy money. Um, and, and just, yeah, just so you know, everybody like our, our approach here, it's been, you know, extraordinarily conservative in terms of marketing. Like we haven't promised anything. We haven't said it's going to do anything. You know, we've been kind of gradually tacking utility onto our token page, uh, but we have not securitized it. Um, and, and 
as part of uh, the, the bear cycle right now, I think one of the things that the market is kind of evaluating is uh, whether that's going to be an okay thing for us to do moving forward. And, and I do think that it is. Um, but I think that right now with the, the questions uh, that people are asking in the fallout from FPX and all these other things, uh, you know, th- there is a great reason for people to be somewhat skeptical um, and, and to be short-term bearish, but long-term bullish, which I, I think is uh, kind of how you would describe my present outlook. And I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know a lot of people that are, you know, calling for anything to 100x right now. Um, and, and so that's really weird because it's completely different from, you know, where we were at this time last year and, and just in terms of like market enthusiasm for these, uh, these digital widgets uh, that we're also uh, interested in uh, inventing and using to further various different social causes. But anyway, sorry, Michael, I see your hands up. Go for it. Yeah, no worries. Um, I just kind of going along with that same line of thought. Um, I did want to throw it out there that there are projects out there that are providing and giving back to the community, even if in a small way. Um, For example, the project that I'm involved with, DGen Matrix, the first thing we did was put up a contest for a Trezor Cold wallet and a couple of silver bullion. Because we all know that having access to safe and stable funding in some fashion or another is key. So um, I would recommend, and if you don't take it up, if you don't join the contest, it's good. But keep an eye out for projects like that because we are around and you know we're, for lack of a better word, sharking around in the background looking for opportunity. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like uh, it sounds like definitely a, a very interesting uh, way of putting things. <laughs> well, folks, uh, we've gotten to about a, an hour and a minute or so. Is is there anything else that we need to throw in there or throw out there before we move forward? And I do want I got- to just take this last moment to show Commonwealth. If you're part of PageDow, go to page.org, click the, click the Commonwealth link, and go be active on the Commonwealth Governance uh, Forum. It, it just takes a few seconds. If you have the PageDow membership, it's like automatic to sign up for Super, super easy, great way to make your voice get heard. Uh, this is where the governance of the page DAO is actually going to happen. So, so like, go ask the Magic 8-Ball, go make a request of the Genie, uh, go formulate a proposal, or tell, you, tell us what you think of a, a proposal that's already up. Thank you, sorry. Nice to have the super smooth and easy, quick uh, voting. Hey, no problem. What, what I wanted to say was that PageDAO is one of those projects that has an infinite runway because we don't have debt. We don't have huge uh, outlays for you know expenditures. So we have an infinite runway to continue to build and to continue building our community. The biggest strength of Web3 is the community that we have. And the community that we have here in PageDAO is enormously powerful, loving, and wonderful. I mean, and creative. We can add on that as well. So I don't think PageDAO is going to go anywhere. Do what Dylan said. Go check out Commonwealth. Check out those proposals because it's your community. And I want to invite anybody that's around on Thursday, uh, about an hour earlier this time, that this has Cryptoverse, Celebrity, please come join us. And I love you guys. I'm so happy to have you. That's all I have to say for today, but I will hand it over to Easy Now.
Um, just wanted to add that uh, had a really great experience in Miami with the verse verse. Um, they're doing poetry with, uh, you know, uh, they're working with artists and poets and then bringing that kind of collaboration together to make the NFTs. Um, was able to talk with a couple of the founders afterwards, went to a second event of theirs, and they're super stoked to uh, kind of reconnect. You know, they knew a little of Paige Dow, and, and I had, you know, heard loosely of uh, the verse verse. So it was great to make that connection, uh, you know, in the Regaverse. And uh, they're definitely super excited to, to join forces more and uh, do some collabs. So hopefully we'll get uh, maybe a call together with some Paige Dow peeps and some of their peeps. Uh, you know, in the next week or two at the max. So I'll be uh, I'll be hitting some people up in the DMs and we'll start working something uh, to get together with them. Rihanna, um, are you going to be doing roving with Rihanna this Friday? I am. I am. And so it my focus really is uh, Web3 Renaissance, really where I invite artists and writers, creatives people who are developing all of these different pieces and see if we can't mesh together um, all the creatives with other writers. And um, because I know as a writer myself, I am not artistic, not um, in a way that is traditionally seen. I'm artistic with my words, but I am not artistic any other way. And so I think um going forth into literary um, NFTs and Web3 publishing, I think that we can have such a rich experience if we can network with each other and really um, help feature and celebrate all sorts of artists and musicians. And, and so that's really the focus. And I've had some amazing writers on and I've had some amazing artists on and I just hope that they, they, um, befriend each other and work with each other and collaborate with each other and, and build this literature of the future, because I think it's so important to have it. So anybody is welcome. If you want to, if you want to be a guest, um, just send me a DM and I'd love to, I'd love to have you on the show. So they it's um, Fridays um, and I'll send out a, um, an invite on Twitter. That sounds lovely. Um, folks, I, I want to go ahead and just say thanks to everyone who came and participated this week. Um, during our show next week, we have a special guest lined up for you all that, that's going to just absolutely knock your socks off. Uh, her name is M.S. Borland, and she is a Web3 publishing guru, uh, Jeannie. She, she's somebody who has created an incredible project and built a team and created new technology to, to bring her work to market. Um, so she's launching later this week and it'll just, it'll, it'll be amazing. Uh, you, you have to come back out next week and, and see MS Borland on the Page Dow show. Um, but folks, uh, we have come to the end. It is now seven past the hour of four. So uh, I believe it is time for us to say peace, love and whoopee. Thank you, everyone, for Whippy. coming. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Page Dow Show number thirteen, hosted by Epic Dylan, Riona Morgan, and CD Vagabond. Recorded on Monday, December twelfth, two thousand twenty-two. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening.
And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark IBC enabled. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo, I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back, doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack not everybody's always in it for the money looking like another crooked sunday and i'm working monday so you know i ain't stressing left debating great methods amazed to play inception the base stay blessed see even with these huge sums of overall royalties the sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent each time someone listens to one of their tracks leaving only some portion of that for the actual artist, they can't even say they're making they can't say they're pennies, making pennies per play. Until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 pennies per play. Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Aw shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I miss? Listening to excuses Now we're on the fence Like we forgot how to choose That's what happens When people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom Just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth Like a rabid dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit Trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through When I'm making my music Spaces. Spaces.